Welcome to the Sowing Hope Podcast. This is a show all about implanting hope in our hearts. I'm Bill Snyder, joined by my friend Anne DeSantis. We're glad you're here for our uplifting conversation about faith and how it sustains our hearts through all the seasons of life. Thanks for walking with us. And hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sewing Hope Podcast. I am Bill Snyder, as always. I'm joined by my good friend, Ann DeSantis. And, you know, we're here uh, in the middle of a uh, wonderful series on uh, the Synod. And, and we've been uh, talking, I guess, for the past five episodes now. I think this is episode number six on the Synod. And so uh, we still have a little way to go. We try to do 10-part series, but um, we're, I, I'm super excited. and I want to encourage people to go back into our archives. If you haven't listened to the first five episodes, it, it'll give you some context, right? Um, so, of course, listen, watch today if you're watching, uh, streaming it on our YouTube channel or whatever, uh, listening to it. But make sure you go back in those archives and listen to the other ones. But uh, how are you, Anne? I'm looking forward to doing uh, a whole episode on the sacraments. It'll be fun. Yes, I am too. And this series has been great because, you know, this synod is really an important thing that's going on in the whole worldwide church. And that's why I think it's called the Worldwide Synod. And if you go to the Vatican VA, you'll see there uh, a drop down for the synod. So be sure that you check it out and learn more. But what it is, it's, it's the, the Pope's invitation for Catholics around the world to take a serious look at ourselves and see not only where are we succeeding in evangelizing, succeeding in the mission of the church and spreading the gospel, and what are those, as they call them, opportunities for improvement? You know, everything has an opportunity for improvement, doesn't it? I mean, no matter who you are, what you do, whether it's individually for your family life, your work, whatever it is, and certainly in the church, there is room for improvement everywhere. And so a survey was sent out to dioceses, archdioceses all over the world called the DMI, the Disciple Maker Index. And it's a 75-question quiz, or I guess you could say survey, maybe not quiz isn't the right word, but um, basically it has those five points where five is highest and one is the lowest, and you rate. You rate where you are, where your church is on a scale about different attributes, whether it be something to do with the mission of the church, uh, sacraments, the pastor, the outreach, everything, the community. Mm -hmm. And so for this one, this topic for tonight, we're talking about the sacraments, because a really huge part of this synod was a discussion on the education of the church's people on the sacraments of the church. And how many people that are Catholics are actually going to Mass? How many people are getting their kids baptized? How many people are getting married in a Catholic church? How many people go to confession in a year? Now, admittedly, a lot of the people that took that survey were pretty devout people for the most part. At least that's to my knowledge, because I was able to take a look at the results, especially for my own diocese or I should say archdiocese, and my own parish. So you, you didn't get those people that were once-in-a-while Catholics that took that survey, um, although there were some. I can't yeah. say there were none. Uh, and so one of the big topics, topics of discussion is the sacraments. So I thought we could unpack that, Bill, talk about the importance of the sacramental life 
and why the Holy Father wants people to look inside themselves and ask, how can we all be part of the mission of the church in order to evangelize those people that maybe don't realize that the Eucharist is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ? I didn't know if we wanted to start there. Yeah, I think, you know, that's a good, um, that's a good starting point, right? I mean, you know, I, for whatever reason, I think the church um, often measures um, their their success by <laughs> by how many people they're putting in the pews, right? Um, I think that that's uh, something that, quite honestly, um, is where the church uh, says, you know, okay, how many people are attending Sunday Mass, and how many people are um, believing that when they're attending Sunday Mass, that it's really Jesus uh, on the altar. And, you know, I think when we uh, offer um, in our different programs, when we offer in our different educational, um, you know, catechetical programs, that that's become a big focus in the last several years that I can remember. I mean, I was a youth minister for many years, and I focused in solely on uh, the Eucharist and uh, Eucharistic, um, you know, theology primarily, because... um, if we can convince people that um, Jesus um, is the body, you know, Jesus is body, blood, soul, and divinity present in the Eucharist, uh, which is what we believe as Catholics, but I think only like 30% of Catholics believe that. (laughs) So uh, that was the last big Pew study that was done in the early 2000s, I think. And so when when you look at that and you look at those numbers, it's like, man, there's some disconnect. Um, yes, there is um, all of the social, you know, aspects of the church that we are um, doing and we're actively doing, and we can talk about that um, in different episodes. You know, I think we already talked a little bit about it with the mission episode last time. We were talking about, okay, the different services, and the Catholic Church serves in, you know, Catholic hospitals and Catholic universities and Catholic, and there's uh, so many different areas where the Catholic Church serves, but the one thing that it revolves around is the fact, I mean, and this is what the Catechism says, is that all the other sacraments are indeed bound up and oriented toward the Eucharist. Um, that's actually what it says in the Catechism, that they're gathered together and oriented toward the Eucharist and all the different ministries and everything. If we, if we allow that to become our primary focus and our primary understanding of who Jesus is and um, that, that he wants to be in our life, you know, we're, we're the only religion on the face of the planet that believes that their God is physically present with them on the earth. <laughs> you, there's no other religion on the face of the planet that believes that. And, and that's mind-blowing when you, when you hear that, right? Like, you know, we can talk about Buddhism, we can talk about Hinduism, or we can talk about all the different, you know, um, you know I- Islam and all these different, Judaism even, right? They don't believe that their God has a physical presence on 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 the altar every single Sunday. They, they just don't. And, uh, you know, we do. And there's something super special about that. Uh, even, uh, e- even uh, you know, non-denominational Christians, many don't, don't believe that. Some, some have a real presence or something like that, but they don't, many don't. And so um, we have to really examine that this is the core of our faith. And uh, everything else that we do is oriented toward it, bound up with it and oriented toward it. Um, and so it, it really is beautiful uh, how the church's language, especially in the catechism, and I encourage you to read it. I don't have the catechism quote right in front of me at this moment, but um, 
I will, I'll find that for you before the episode ends. Uh, but yeah, I think that's really, uh, where we have to, uh, you know, take a look at when we talk about Eucharistic, you know, primacy. Um, and I think the church is leading there too with the, with a big Eucharistic revival, I think in 2024, 2025 as well. Yes, that's right. And I will also say that my own archdiocese here in Philadelphia, we are doing a three-year three-year revival of the Eucharist. It's starting right now, in fact. I think there's a kickoff mass coming soon in my archdiocese of Philadelphia. But it's something that a lot of the dioceses and archdioceses are doing all over the country, and I think even the world, because I believe, honestly, I think it is the fruit of the synod. I do think that they learned something about what people believe and what the survey said, and also these listening sessions that went on uh, a lot this past year. And they will continue to go on, I believe, because the Synod is not over until next year. And so it's a good thing that we're doing this right now because it's perfect timing for us to talk about these topics. And at the top of those lists, the top of the list is really the sacramental life because that is what differentiates us as Catholics, isn't it? And what Bill, what you were saying about we're the only religion that actually has a God that is present with us on the altar. Honestly, I've never heard it said quite that way. So I love that you said that because I know that I'll think about that and even, you know, even use that quote again, because that's a good one to think about that. It really is something that makes us different as Catholics. Now, I'm looking at this article I wanted to pull up, and sometimes I think it's good to get some resources as we're on these podcasts just to talk about the, you know, the facts of our faith. And so this one is from a website called beginningcatholic.com, and it's entitled Catholic Sacraments, Vehicles of Grace. And I just thought I'd read the beginning part of it because it's pretty important. It says that the sacraments are Christ's own gift that provide us with grace. They are the divine help which God gives us to enable us to believe the truths of his faith, live according to his moral code, grow in his divine life. The seven sacraments are a fundamental part of the Catholic faith, but we do have to freely choose to accept grace. And that's where our free will comes in. And I think that when the Pope made this decision to have the worldwide synod, I believe he knew what he was up against, meaning that there were so many people that either they don't understand this fact, these facts of our faith, or that he wanted to open up the eyes of those who are active in church ministry and in community life so that we could evangelize better, especially in this particular area of the sacraments. Bill, I'm sure that you agree with that because it's just such a primary part of who we are oh absolutely 100 percent. you know i mean you know again um the the sacraments are something that breathe you know within our, our 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 daily life right like they should be as close to us as the blood running through our veins right so like you know when we talk about living a sacramental life it's just ingrained in us. Like it's something that we normally go about our day doing uh, or about our week doing. And, you know, 
I, I think there's a lot more to it. Obviously, we talked a little bit about the Eucharist, but there's so much more to it, right? I mean, obviously, um, you know, I think the second most important uh, sacrament behind the Eucharist is probably confession, <laughs> right? Like, I think we got to look mm-hmm. at that um, as well, like when we look at confession. Um, but then I think, you know, also under having understanding that uh, we are to participate in all of the different sacraments, right? I mean, um, we are to uh, have our children baptized, but go to the baptisms of you know, your friends and your family. It's one of those things that um, I think our parish does really well is that, you know, we often incorporate baptism into our regular liturgies, uh, you know, confirmations. And, uh, you know, even, we even, it was really neat, um, our pastor on Sunday, now this isn't a sacrament, um, but um, our pastor on Sunday said that uh, we're we're a Capuchin Franciscan parish, so we have uh, the Capuchin order who runs our parish. And, he said, you know, I'd like to invite you to come to the profession of the two religious brothers who are making final vows, um, you know, and so that's really, really cool, right, uh, to be able to have that at a local parish and, you know, having two, um, you know, Capuchin friars um, make their final profession, and of course, in a few years, they'll go on to be ordained, um, but it, it's... Um, there's this, there's this participation. It's just like you know, that's the announcement at Sunday Mass. Like, I just want you to come. I hope you, I hope you enjoy it, and you know, let me know if you're going to stick around for the reception afterward, kind of thing. But it's this is part of our life. Like, it just should be part of our life. You know, when when we're sick or when we're dying or we, or we know somebody who is dying, we should call the priest for them and you know, ask them to come over and uh, you know, not only hear confession but uh, but do the anointing of the sick. Like, it, this is just you know, this is what we do. I, 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 I think that, um, you know, uh, uh, that's a phrase my mom uses all the time. And she says, you know, this is just what we do. This is what we do as a family. Um, and this is what the church does. It's the work of the church. You know, uh, liturgy is the work of the church. That's what uh, the work of the people. That's what that uh, means. But really, this is our work. This is what we do. This is the meaning of life. And, and, and these give meaning to our lives as well, right? Uh, wouldn't you say the sacraments give add meaning to our life, Anne? Uh, they, they, yeah. Yes, the sacraments definitely had meaning, and and they are those visible signs from God, aren't they? They're His gift to us, and so when we look at those sacraments, you meant we talked about uh, the Eucharist and confession. I think when we really look at that primary sacrament, though, what is it? That's baptism, mm-hmm. and there's so many babies and children and even adults who have never been baptized. And I believe that part of this evangelization with the synod, the worldwide synod, is also to make that awareness to those families who have children who decide to wait for whatever reason or don't see the importance of baptism. And, you know, that's when our journey, our faith journey begins at baptism. We are cleansed of original sin and we are brought into the the life of the Catholic Church. And so just a shout out to those who are listening to this podcast right now. Perhaps you know someone, maybe it's even someone in your immediate family who has a child who has not been baptized yet is, you know, find out more because that's one reason that this synod is going on is for people like you or people, you know, who are kind of waiting on that or they don't know enough about it. But I can't say enough good about making that decision. I know that, Bill, you yourself, when your son was born, you, you had him baptized pretty quickly. And for us, too, with our daughters, I mean, we did it. Uh, we waited just a, a little bit. We did it at three months old, which is probably 
a, a little late compared to what it was done maybe w- way back in the day, right? But um, but doing it at least before six months old, I think, is a good practice. What do you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. You know, uh, this is, again, what we do, right? I mean, and, and for me, in my situation, you know, um, we we really wanted our son baptized and wanted him baptized early. Um, I was baptized at three weeks old. I think my son was baptized um, a little bit right, you know, shortly after that, or maybe he beat me by by a couple of a couple of weeks. Um, but you know, that's the whole thing. Like we, it's about what we. This is what we do, right? And and it's it, it's a lifestyle. It, it is a lifestyle that we live. Um, Catholicism is not, uh, you know, church is not something that we go to, you know, once a week. And I think that's the whole point with the synod, too. Like, this is, this is developing a lifestyle. And it's a, and look, it's a, it's a hard, it's a hard thing to do. Uh, you know, live your faith. You know, we, we can make it sound so easy. Oh yeah, go to confession. Oh yeah, have your children baptized. Oh yeah, like we can make it sound really easy. Uh, you know, talking here when when we sign off the air, it, it is just as hard for us to live our faith <laughs> as it is um, for for you to do it. Um, and and so while the while the words are you know make you know make it sound easy. This is difficult, and I think the the blessing of the sacraments is that there really is something for everybody's lifestyle, right? I mean, when you think about it, we even touched on, uh, you know, the sacraments of, you know, commitment, right? Uh, like uh, holy orders and marriage. Like, it that pretty much um, sums up the, the um, you know, vocational calls of, I'd say, 90% of the people on the planet, are you married, um, or are you religious um, brother or sister? Of course, there's other vocations in there. I mean, there's other things like a consecrated virginity, and you know, we could go into we could do a whole episode just on that. But the the reality is, is that you have uh, an opportunity, right, um, to to encounter God in whatever state of life and sanctify that state of life. So. You know, with marriage, you know, obviously it's sanctified uh, between, you know, husband and wife and a beautiful wedding ceremony. Same thing with perpetual vows or, um, you know, be being ordained to the priesthood or, or diaconate. I mean, there's a way to sanctify every state of life and what God is calling you to do um, in your in, in your life. So, again, it's difficult to live this stuff. It's, you know, we again, we can talk about, you know, go to confession, do this, do that. Um you know, here on a podcast, but again, when we sign off the air, it's just as hard uh, for us to live our faith as it is for you to live your faith. So um, we we want to let you know that, uh, you know, we're here with you. And, you know, these these tips are hopefully edifying our set, you know, or, you know, helping us learn and grow in our faith just as much as they are you. Yes, I'm glad you said that, because by the grace of God, all of us find faith, and that goes for this podcast people like Bill and I, right? So we're not perfect individuals, but um, we're trying to relay this information that we know that might help you or somebody that you know. And that's what the Worldwide Synod is doing, too. The idea is that, you know, 
some people say that the problems in the church, they look at the Vatican or they look at the diocese or the archdiocese or they look at the pastor or the parochial vicar or the deacons, whatever, people that are in ministry or the religious institution itself. But, you know, we're all part of this. And so when we find solutions to these, and I put them in quotes, problems, th those, prob those solutions are going to come from us. Meaning because we are, there's more of us than there are of religious and people who are consecrated, right? Priests, deacons, whatever. There's more just lay faithful than anything else. And so everybody has to get involved in order to, make a difference for those people who feel outside. And that's a big part of this whole idea with the Synod is reaching out to the marginalized, reaching out to the people who have left the church and reaching out to the people who for sometimes from no fault of their own fell away. And so we're inviting them back. We're opening the door. We're saying, we're here for you and we love you. And we want you to be a part of this community. And we're all going to take responsibility for our brothers and sisters, especially those who live inside of our own communities. Because honestly, that's where the church is too. It's right there in front of you, in front of me. And so um, I know that we're coming to almost to an end of this podcast, but the topic of this one was the sacraments. Of course, we think about things like baptism, uh, reconciliation, the Eucharist, and we also think about marriage and holy orders. And the sacrament of the sick, that's a big one too, right? So I think just having that awareness of all of these things. Now, one thing I think that we should mention without ending this podcast is many priests will say that people aren't coming for those sacraments, not just, uh, not just the Eucharist or confession. That, and that's why I mentioned it earlier, not getting their kids baptized, not... Uh, having Catholic marriages inside Catholic churches. And also when the funeral comes around, right? People not always having those Catholic funerals. And yeah. so the church also is opening up their arms and saying, come back, come back for the sacramental life. Come back and have the funeral, your funeral or your loved one's funeral mm -hmm. at the Catholic church. Come back and have your wedding here with us. Be a part of this community. So I don't know, Bill, I know we're, Toward the end, but I didn't know if you had any final words on the those thoughts. Yeah, um, you know, I, I definitely think, Anne, that um, the invitation is always open. You know, uh, God's mercy is always, 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 always um, available to you. There is never a time in your life where God's mercy is, you know, unavailable to you. Uh, there's no circumstance that God cannot cross. Um, and so we are um, encouraging you, if you're falling away, or maybe you know somebody who's fallen away, you know, just make the invitation to come back. And um, because, because, because the, the, the sacramental life, when we plug ourselves into it, it gives us all the grace. It gives us the ability to... To, to conquer the obstacles with, with um, you know, how do I even want to say it? It's just conquer the, conquer the obstacles that are placed in front of you with humility, um, with, with grace versus 
being, you know, angry at life. And I think, you know, when you are living a life in a state of grace, when you are living life um, in a in a in a way that is congruent with the gospel, even though you still face those difficult things, you know, God doesn't always take every difficult thing away from you. Um, he enables you to just shift your perspective. And I think that that's what the church is, you know, in, inviting you to, right? It's inviting you to um, shift your perspective through this. And I, and I mentioned at the beginning I would, um, you know, and, and again, this will help shift perspective too, um, because it really sanctifies every, it talks about how all of our different areas of our life are sanctified um, by recognizing that the Eucharist is the source and the summit of our entire life. And so uh, I just want to, I, I, I did find that catechism quote for you, as I promised I would do at the beginning. Oh, uh, and so it's catechism number 1324, um, if you want to play along at home. But it says, the Eucharist is the source and summit of the Christian life. The other sacraments, and indeed all the ecclesial ministries and works of the apostolate are bound up with the Eucharist and oriented toward it. For in, the Euch- for in the blessed Eucharist is contained the whole spiritual good of the church, namely Christ himself, our Pash. And when, when you look at that, um, you know, quote, it talks about every, like all the other sacraments and indeed all the ecclesiastical ministries and the works of the ap- uh, apostolates are bound up with the Eucharist and oriented toward it. I I love that language because that means, you know, what what we're doing right now, what you're doing in your uh, homes as, um, you know, whatever state of life, whatever you're doing, living your, it, it is, you know, brought together through the sacramental life and oriented toward Christ in the Eucharist. Like, that's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing because that means the work that you're doing to build the kingdom of God, you know, w- works right alongside works right alongside um, you know the Christ in the sacramental life and the Eucharist so just just keep that in mind uh, as you go throughout your day that those are my uh, closing thoughts and but uh, this has been uh, a really good episode and, and so uh, thanks I, I'm, I'm looking forward to finishing off this series yeah me too no Bill I love the fact that you read the catechism quote thank you thanks to everybody watching. And as Bill said, please go back and listen to this series. This is a good series because I don't think, and I could be wrong, but I don't think many podcasters are actually talking about this topic, (laughs) and it is a big deal. Uh, So share it with your diocese, your archdiocese, your pastor, whoever. Uh, There's a playlist there. If you go to YouTube uh, at Patchwork Heart Ministry and look for the Worldwide Synod playlist, you can just copy that link and send it off. So, Bill, thank you so much for your hard work. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, well, folks, uh, as we always say, uh, go ahead and head over to patchworkheartradio.org to learn more about our ministry. But until next time, from all of us here at Patchwork Heart Ministry, may God bless you and keep sowing hope into those broken hearts. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sewing Hope on Patchwork Heart Radio. For more information about this podcast and our ministries, visit our websites, Patchwork Heart 
www.ancestry.org and andesantis.com. You can also follow and interact with us on Twitter at PWH Ministry or andesantis2.